Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, federal employees. It is great to spend a little time with you today. Today is a Saturday Q&A, and like always, my name is Dallin. Welcome to this episode where we go over all the things that you need to know about retiring confident as a federal employee. And in my day job, I'm a financial planner helping federal employees do this all day long. I love it, and that's why I want to share all the great information with you here as well. So today I have two wonderful questions that you can definitely take away from a lot. You can take a lot away from something like that, right? You can get a lot out of it. Okay, that, that's what I'm trying to say here. So question number one. They say, good afternoon. I am 58 with 35 years in and I am a FERS employee. I'm contributing the max into my TSP, including the ketchup. So my TSP looks pretty decent. My question is, I plan to work until I turn 62. So for this person, they have another four years-ish. And I have never put anything into the Roth TSP. Is it worth starting now or is it too late? And if not too late, do I have to redirect my current TSP contributions to the Roth? Or can I start an additional allotment just for the Roth. Okay, this is a great question. So there's a number of things to think about when we are talking about this question. And number one, the first question or I guess answer to find is should you be using the Roth TSP, right? And actually I have a number, probably five, six, seven different videos on the traditional TSP versus the Roth TSP, the reasons why you should or shouldn't. And so those will get you some really good detail. So if you really want a long form response, check those out. YouTube channel, podcast, they're all there. Or on my website, I've got a bunch of articles, it's all there. Now, I will give you some of the things to consider. The first thing you wanna look at is the numbers, right? That, that's crucial is, okay, you're four years out from retirement, so you probably have a pretty good idea of what your retirement income is gonna look like, right? You probably have a pretty good idea of what your high three is, how many years of service you're gonna have, right? And what your pension is therefore gonna be calculated as at 62, right? Um, you have a pretty darn good idea of what social security is gonna be and when you're gonna start it. And maybe you, if your wife or your spouse has any um, pensions or income, you're, you have a pretty good idea of what your TSP is gonna be in. So using the 4% rule, you could get a rough idea of how much income that's gonna calculate or generate, right? And so because you have an idea for all these things, add them up. Add them up in retirement. So, okay, what's all the income sources I'm gonna have in retirement? What pieces of that are gonna be taxable, right? Social Security is not 100% taxable, at least as the law stands today, it's up to 85% taxable, depending on, of course, what income you have in retirement. So add up all the income sources you're gonna have, and what tax rate, based on today's tax rates, of course, tax rates may change in the future, right? But on today's tax rates, where are you gonna, where are you gonna land? right? Are you close to a border of different tax brackets, right? If you don't know what the tax brackets look like, I think that's the first thing for you to get familiar with. Just Google say, hey, 2021 tax brackets, and a chart's going to come up, right? When you Google that, and it's going to say, okay, this is how much income you make to be in a 10% tax bracket. This is how much income you make to be in a 12, and it'll go down. So that's the first thing to check out. If I was you, 
figure out, okay, how much income am I gonna have in retirement? How much of that is taxable, right? If you have to do an Excel sheet to write this out, whatever it helps you to, to get this done, right? Or guess what, we, we help clients with this all the time, right? Uh, this is a big, big part of, okay, how much income do you have now? How much are you gonna have in retirement? And is there a difference between those tax brackets, right? Is there a difference? Sometimes you're gonna be in the exact same tax bracket as you are while working, right? That happens pretty darn often. But sometimes, whether it's um, you don't have a mortgage, you just need less money, you may be in a lower tax bracket. Um, and so that will help you decide whether you should be using the Roth TSP now or not, right? Because if you figure out, hey, um, I just want to pay the taxes now, even if I'm gonna be in a lower tax bracket, I, I don't care, I, I'm working, I have plenty of money, I just wanna pay the taxes now and not have to worry about it later, well, maybe, maybe just go ahead and pay it now. Or, you know, some people say, hey, I want to leave a good chunk of change for my kids. And I don't want them to have to worry about the taxes. So I am totally willing to pay the taxes now so they don't have to worry about it. Well, that is a great point too, because when a Roth account gets passed over to kids, guess what? They don't have to pay taxes on it because the taxes were already paid, right? So the first thing to look at as a summary is, okay, should you be using the Roth TSP? And that's looking at the numbers of, okay, when do you want to pay the taxes? Right? Is it now or later? Look at your tax brackets. There's other some non, non-numerical things, right? Like, do you want to pass money to kids? Do you want them to have to pay the taxes? Right? Do you want to avoid RMDs? That's required minimum distributions by having money in a Roth IRA? Well, um, then money's got to be in a Roth IRA because the Roth TSP and traditional TSP are both subject to RMDs at 72, right? So those are some of the things to think about, right? That's not the whole conversation, but that's a good start. Now, to address the second part of your question, that is, it looks like right now you are maxing out the TSP. And in 2021, the to max it out, and if you're over 50, that's $26,000 a year. That's about $1,000 a pay, a pay period, right? A paycheck, right? So if you're already doing that, then I have bad news. There's no way to put more money into the Roth TSP without reducing how much you're already putting into the traditional TSP because that $26,000 limit that you have per year is a shared limit between the Roth and the traditional. So you technically can put 26,000 into the Roth, but if you do that, you can't put any into the traditional, right? And so if if your situation and you said, hey, I don't want to reduce how much I'm putting into the traditional traditional TSP. I want to find some other solution. Well, what other solutions are there, right? Number one, maybe a Roth IRA. Can you contribute into a Roth IRA? Once you start making, I believe it's about 200,000 um, as a married filing joint tax person. Okay, married, you file your taxes jointly. Right when your income is about 200,000, then you can no longer contribute into a Roth IRA. There's rules that just limit how much you, um, how much income income you can make and still contribute into a Roth IRA. So check if you can do a Roth IRA because that p- can be a great way from you and your spouse to potentially put money away into a Roth account. That's great. And second, you could always save money into a brokerage account, right? It's not as tax advantaged as a retirement account would be, your TSP would be, but if if you want to save extra money, that's a best place, you know, a good place to go to. Um, 
Third, I mean, you can always lower, of course, your traditional TSP contributions in favor of Roth. But again, you're going to want to look at your tax bracket to make sure that all makes sense. So that's question number one. Question number two. They say, I bought my current home in year in the year 2000 for about $125,000. I will be selling it next year and moving. I will make about $275,000 on the sale. I am married and I've lived in the home the entire time. Will I owe any taxes on the sale? Okay, and they have a second part to the question, but I'm gonna address that first. So this is a great question. And many of you, many federal employees, and just people in general, when they retire, they move. They wanna go down to Florida, they just want to buy a retirement, they want to change locations. So you may be selling your home, how does that affect you tax-wise? That's a big, big deal. A home is a large asset, a large purchase, a lot of money flows in and out of home, in and out of homes. So it's important for you to understand how this works. So as the law stands today, could this change? Certainly, it has in the past, it certainly can in the future. But as of today, as the law stands of 2021, this is how it works. And it's actually pretty darn cool how it works. So as long as you, have owned and lived in the home in two of the last five years. That's how it works. In two of the last five years, if you have owned and lived in the home in two of the last five years, then when you sell the home, then you can exclude up to half a million dollars of gains on your taxes. And that is if you are married filing jointly for taxes, right? If you are single, you can exclude up to $250,000 from the gain. So that is just gains. That is not sale price. So for example, let's say you bought your home for 400,000 and you sold your home for 600,000. Well, that's a gain of only 200,000, okay? The 200,000 is what you would pay taxes on. Let's say if you only lived in the home for a month, right? And then you sold it. You wouldn't of course get the full um, half a million dollars worth of exclusion, right? You wouldn't. But assuming you owned and lived in the home two of the last five years, you would get up to half a million dollars of gain to be excluded from your taxes. So for in this person's situation, in their question, they've been married and lived in the home for the last like 20 years, right? So easily they will get half a million dollars worth of exclusions and they only have about $275,000 worth of gain. So they can easily exclude that all, won't have to pay a dime on that sale okay, when it comes to capital gains taxes. So that is a great, great thing. Now, let's go to the second half of their question. They say, also, I will need to take out about 175,000 from my TSP to cover all the cost of purchasing another home. Is there anything I can do to lessen the tax bite from this big withdrawal? You know, that's a good question. This is pretty common as well. When people retire, sometimes they buy a retirement home before they sell their current one. There's lots of reasons where they're gonna need cash, right? And for many people, their TSP is the only place to go. And it's not ideal, but um, it can be the only place sometimes um, to go. So yeah, it just becomes a matter of, okay, how do we handle this big tax, this big tax bite, right? Well, it depends. So one easy way is if you could split it up into multiple tax years, that'd be great. So if you took out, let's say, half the money in one year, took out half in, in, in the other, then that can make a big difference. But the first place you want to look is your is your tax bracket, your tax rates. But okay, um, you know, how much money would I have to make to pop up into the next bracket? 
right? Um, because our system right now is interesting. Where the first tax bracket is about 10%, the next is 12, and then it pops up to 22%. And this is federal taxes, right? And then after that, it's 24. So the big jump is really between that 12% and the 22%. That's a 10% jump. So if by you taking out 175 or even 100, whatever you take out, pops you up and you have to pay 22% instead of 12%, well, that's 10% of money that um, you potentially would not have to pay otherwise if you were able to split it up a little smaller, right? And 10% of 100K or 175K, that's tens of thousands of dollars that um, you would be paying to Uncle Sam. So just look at your tax bracket, see how much wiggle room you have, if you can split it up into multiple tax years and really try to stay within, if you could stay within the 12% tax bracket, that'd be amazing, right? But look, look, look at it, look at it, okay? Look at your previous tax returns, so, okay, how much taxable income did I have? Again, just Google, say 2021 tax brackets. And it's not too hard to read, right? If, you, if you're new to it, you could, it'll take a little bit, but you'll get it. Just look at the tax brackets, see where you're at. And that'll be a great place to start. So I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions, again, there's a link below to submit those. And there's also a link below to even make appointments with our firm. We, we try to help you guys as much as we possibly can. And if you find value in this, please subscribe, like, whatever you do on the platform you're listening to this. It definitely helps a ton to get the word out. So federal employees everywhere. I love, one of my favorite things is federal employees responding or commenting and say, wow, this helped so much. I feel so much more comfortable and confident in my retirement. That's our goal, okay? That is our goal. So please share. If it's helpful for you, then that certainly helps the entire community. So have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next time.